Life Audio. Today we are looking at a powerful example from Psalm 86 where the psalmist is in the middle of some trouble. And the way that he handles that is to ask God to show him and give him wisdom on how to handle it. And it's such a great example because I think sometimes when we get caught up in trouble, we tend to go on instinct, we tend to get advice from other people. And this example here is just to stop what we're doing and to go to God and ask him for his wisdom and strength and perseverance to get through those experiences. And that creates this unique opportunity for us to know God in a way that we can't when we're not in those situations. So we're going to talk about this today, and I pray that it's a blessing to you. We're going to start right after we hear a word from our sponsor. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, I'm Rachel Grohl. In addition to serving as a pastor, missionary, author, and life coach, I'm also the host of the Hearing Jesus podcast. I used to doubt God's voice in my own life, and I felt insecure about the things I thought God might be calling me to do. I wanted to make a difference in the world and be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out exactly what that was. I kept telling myself that I was wasting time trying to figure it out or waiting for him to show me, or that I wasn't qualified to do the things that I thought he might be telling me to do. The answer for me was found in the pages of the Bible as I learned how to understand what it was actually saying. I created the Hearing Jesus podcast to encourage and equip you to step into the calling that God has for your life, living at your faith in the everyday. I'm so excited to share a special preview from one of my latest episodes. Today we're diving into Psalm 86, and I I think it's going to be a blessing for you. I want to remind you, if you were just joining us, we are going through the Psalms day by day, one Psalm a day, where we're looking at some of the history and the culture and the background information of what was going on, because sometimes I think we just get lost because we don't necessarily understand the world that this was in the time frame that this was written in, because while scripture was written for us, It was not originally written to us. It was written to this original audience that existed way, way, way far away from where we're at in time and history. And so even things like them being an agrarian culture, meaning they farm for a lot of their food, that is sometimes lost on us. So we kind of dive into the background to help us just understand this a little bit better. And again, this is not to replace your Bible reading. It's to 
really give you a, an additional supplement almost to, to help you understand a little bit better what you're reading. And I want to remind you too, if you are wanting to dive a little bit deeper, every Monday we send out a newsletter that has journaling prompts and key verses to help you process this information and get it from your head and to your heart. Those are completely free. You can get that at shehears.org. I'm reading from the NIV. I'll always read from the NIV unless I tell you otherwise. Starting at verse 1, and this is a prayer of David, of King David. Hear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am devoted to you. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. In the day of my trouble, I will call to you, for you will answer me. Among the gods, there is none like you, O Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name, for you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths of the grave. The arrogant are attacking me, O God. A band of ruthless men seeks my life, men without regard for you. But you, O Lord, are compassionate and a gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Grant your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant. Give me a sign of your goodness that enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, O Lord, have helped me and comforted me. So Psalm 86 is an individual lament, and it's essentially this prayer to God on behalf of the psalmist, David, for asking for help against those who oppress him. And while David is in need and asking God for help and praying for aid, he still has a faith in God's compassion, his strength, and the willingness on God's part to help. And so we see such an example in David where he's holding two things at once. He's holding this need for direction and help, but also having complete faith that God God is able to do that and he's a God of compassion and strength. And at the end, he is waiting for a sign that God will answer the prayer. And I love that example because how many times do we pray without expectation? We pray as a last resort. We pray just because we're in a, in a desperate situation. But yet the example that we see, see from David is he's not just praying, but he's waiting expectantly for God to help. Now, I don't know if you remember this or not, but at the end of the... Um, book two, which remember the Psalms are broken up into five books. We're in book three now. At the end of book two, it said the prayers of David, the son of Jesse are completed. And so it's kind of surprising to even hear or see that David is writing this Psalm because we thought that he was done writing the Psalms. And actually this is the only Psalm in book three that was written by David. And there's a couple reasons for that. The perspective on prayer in book three in general is a little bit different than what we've seen in the last two books of the Psalms. And what Psalm 86 does is that it uses older materials and it's creating this new theology for Israel, which is after David's reign. So while the prayers of David may have ended, 
um, the dynasty of the kings and the nation itself continues. And so there's this element of prayer and it's the prayers of this individual that, that pulls this book together. And it reminds us that the individual and the community concerns are really bound together that you really can't separate them. So while this is a prayer of David, some scholars think that this is a prayer of David that was written earlier. And then that is now inserted into this book to kind of help this understanding of how, um, not just, not just how David prays, but this example of his faith in God. We see that he begins with saying that he is poor and needy and it's really an appeal for God to hear him and to hear his prayer and then to respond with his help. Um, that is a condition, the way that he describes being poor and needy. It's a common description that we see all throughout the Psalms. And it really is appealing to this individual or this group of people that require God's help. We see that all throughout the, the Psalms that David writes. And we recognize what, what he says about God is that he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. We see that later in Psalm 113. And so the psalmist is not only poor and needy, but like we said, he has this, this, um, perspective or this lens of faithfulness. And so the undercurrent, even in his prayer is he knows that God's love is unfailing and he's loyal to God and he's not only loyal to God, but he's loyal to the covenant. And so that's a reminder he, what he's doing as a prayer, it's a reminder to God that God is God and he's reminding him on the basis of the covenant to guard him and to help him and to, you know, be the center of his peace. And David knows that that's God's nature. So he's praying in line with God's character. And I think sometimes that's hard for us to do or hard for us to wrap our minds around when we're experiencing something that's difficult. The tendency for a lot of people believers included is to blame God when things go wrong. It's to blame God when there's trouble. And the reality is that sometimes it's a result of our own sin or our own, the consequences of our own choices. Sometimes it's just because we live in a fallen world and we were not made for this broken fallen world. And so things like disease and sickness, those come into play because of this fallen world that we live in. And so what we see with David is instead of blaming God when those things happen, he's going to God with faith that God can do something and reminding him of this covenant promise that they have. We know that it's a serious situation because in verses 1 through 7, we see a couple different times this desire for God to listen and answer this prayer. And there's various reasons given that, and for the reason why David needs God's attention. And we see a pattern go back and forth between the petitions and the reasons for those peti petitions. So while we don't know the exact problem, it's not it doesn't say exactly what the problem is. We just know that he's praying because he's poor and needy. We know that he's crying out. We know that he's he has a sense of urgency. He's asking God to guard his life. He's asking God to be gracious and to make glad, give him joy. And he he what he's saying is he doesn't want to just hear him, but he wants to, him to save him in a way that causes joy to return. And that is kind of a statement that implies David's faith in knowing that God is going to not just get him out of the situation, but he's going to completely restore the situation. I think it's important to point out there's a form of the word, I don't know how to say it, nepes, N-E-P-E-S. It's a Hebrew word. And it's, we see it three times in this section, in verse 2, in verse 4, in the beginning of verse 4, and later in verse 4. And it's 
it's translated as soul, but it literally means self or life. And what it does is it's indicating the seriousness of the situation. David's life is at stake. And so while we don't know exactly what's going on, we do know that it is extreme circumstances where he feels his life is at stake. And this is where he's, pr- he's praying this prayer, having faith that God is going to intervene on his behalf. To continue listening to the snippet you just heard, please check out today's show notes or search Hearing Jesus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. You can also head over to shehears.org to learn more about me and the show. Thanks so much for listening. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.